up, guys? This is Blake Barbera, host of the That You May Know Him podcast, and welcome back to Two for Ten, the show where we study the Bible one book at a time, one verse at a time. My friends, we've made it. This will be our last episode dealing with Revelation chapter 2. We have now worked through every single verse of Revelation chapters 1 and 2, and today we finish up our recap of chapter 2. In our last episode, I gave you the first two out of four sort of main pointers or takeaways that I think Revelation chapter 2 wants to give to us. Today, we cover the last two main takeaways. That's what's coming up today on 2 for 10. So let the adventure begin and let's get it going. All right, guys, here we go. Welcome back to 2 for 10. Once again, I am your host, Blake Barbera. You are watching and listening to the That You May Know Him podcast. Guys, if you're watching us on YouTube, don't forget to subscribe. Also, don't forget to subscribe to our podcast Two for Ten is one of the series that we're currently doing on the That You May Know Him podcast. In this series, we study the Bible one book at a time, one verse at a time, and these are much shorter episodes. We currently have three other series going on right now on the That You May Know Him podcast, but all of them are only available on the pod, not on YouTube. So if you're watching us on YouTube, definitely subscribe. But don't forget to check out our podcast also, thatyoumayknowhim.com. You'll find links to our show in every major podcasting app. Also, you can read about all the other series that we're currently doing because they're awesome. Hello? All right, let's get in to Revelation chapter 2. This is the last episode on this chapter. This is also the last episode of 2 for 10 this year. We're going to pause for the next six weeks-ish on 2 for 10. We'll be back beginning of January to continue 2 for 10 and our study of Revelation. Guys, in the last episode, I gave you two takeaways that we can sort of glean from Revelation chapter 2. Two major takeaways from Jesus's real talk with the first four of the seven churches he writes to in this book. That's really what Revelation chapter 2 and 3 is. Real talk with Jesus. Jesus, real talk with his churches. If you were alive today, we'd probably make a show out of it and stream it, you know, in circuit in all the churches. Hey, come get Jesus with some real talk. And then a lot of people would be really upset and probably cry because Jesus does do real talk. And sometimes it's uncomfortable, but that doesn't matter, right? Because we are going to stay humble to Jesus knowing that he's the Lord and we're his followers. What he says is right it's true, and it goes. And if it makes us uncomfortable, that's okay. If it doesn't make sense, that's all right. But we're not going to reject it or change it or alter it. We're going to let the Spirit work, and we're going to start to wrap our minds around what Jesus says. Last episode, the two takeaways we gave you from Revelation 2 are that Jesus loves discerning churches. Some of these churches that he addresses in this chapter, he says, yo, you're doing something really well. You hate the things that I hate. You hate the works of the Nicolaitans. Other churches, he's like, hey, guys, there's people amongst you that are holding to this evil thinking, this evil doctrine, and as a result, they're doing evil works. In other words, they're not being discerning. The other takeaway from our last episode, Revelation chapter 2 recap, is that Jesus loves when his churches 
suffer well. This is backed up by the entire story of Scripture. We gave you some other passages in the Bible, like Peter, where he says, Christ also suffered in the flesh. Therefore, arm yourselves with this way of thinking. If you're going to suffer, let it be for righteousness. Let it be for doing right things. James says, count it all joy when you fall into a trial because the testing of your faith is meant to produce something in you. Those are the first two takeaways from Revelation chapter two. The next one, number three, is this. Jesus hates when Christians, when churches, when Christians use grace as a license to sin. Jesus hates when followers of his use grace as a license to sin. Why does this have to be a takeaway from Revelation chapter 2? Because it's mentioned multiple times to multiple churches in multiple contexts. The church at Ephesus was commended by Jesus for hating the works of the Nicolaitans. Other churches, like the church at Pergamum, I believe, they are rebuked for having some there that hold to the teaching of the Nicolaitans. Guys, it's very simple. The teaching of the Nicolaitans is this. It's perfectly okay and normal for Christians to commit all sorts of immoral acts and particularly sexually immoral acts, and it's no big deal. It's perfectly normal. You can be a Christian, and you can intentionally and willfully do all sorts of sinful things as much as you want, whenever you want, and that's perfectly okay because, remember, we're saved by grace. My friends, that is is not the gospel. We all make mistakes. We all end up doing things that we don't want to do in this life on our journey towards sanctification. But the Christian is always looking forward, always pressing on, always trying to attain that righteous standard that Jesus left for us. God has declared us righteous, and now it's up to us by way of the Spirit to work that out. That starts with having morals and values that are aligned with Jesus's morals and values. And Christians are not ever permitted to use grace as a license to sin. It's not. Now remember this one thing. Jesus wants to help you. Jesus wants to help you in your walk. And he will if you ask him, if you begin to invite him to. I mean, honestly, he probably already is, but he wants to even more. Ask the Lord to help you. Remember when you make mistakes, there's an atoning sacrifice that's already been offered up for your mistakes, for your sins and mine. Don't run away from God when you mess up. Run toward him and be forgiven. Confess and be forgiven and get back on track. But let's just make one thing clear. Grace is not a license to sin. Jesus makes that clear over and over and over again in this book. When he talks about, in this chapter even, when he talks about the works of the Nicolaitans, the teaching of Balaam, the evil woman Jezebel who was a part of the church at Thyatira, who Jesus was like, yo, you cannot tolerate this woman. Get her out of here. Okay, this leads perfectly into our fourth and final takeaway from Revelation chapter 2. Why does Jesus hate when his followers use grace as a license to sin because Jesus wants his people to be set apart. He wants his people to be set apart. Guys, this entire book, 
This entire book is about you and I learning how to stay faithful to Jesus, irregardless of what's going on in the world around us, regardless of what our culture is telling us, regardless of what society is telling us, regardless of what's going on in the world, regardless of the pressure that we're under to conform for the sake of being accepted, being liked, maybe even being able to work, to earn a living, to to live. Guys, we are going to face pressure in this life to conform, to be like the world. But part of being a follower of Jesus is being different, being set apart. We live in a fallen world, and Jesus, in the midst of a fallen world, is making for himself a righteous bride that will one day live in a righteous city that's a part of a righteous kingdom. Part of this process is Jesus helping us to work out what he has worked in. He has made us righteous. He has declared us righteous. He's washed us clean on the inside, but now we're working it out, right? The spirit within us is crying out. It wants to make war on the flesh. It wants to get rid of it. There's a a cosmic battle going on in your soul and mine, and righteousness wants to win. Jesus wants to win that battle. He wants to help us by way of the spirit to win that battle. And one day we will stand before him and be perfect as he is, spotless and holy. But guys, that doesn't mean that we don't get as far as we possibly can in this life. And that's what Jesus wants to help us with. He wants his people to be set apart, to be holy as he is holy. And believe it or not, when we are that way, the world will look at us and they won't. Well, actually, many of them will think that we're weird and crazy and wacky. But many will also go, what's with those guys? What are they doing? What do they have that I don't have? Because, my friends, the world is begging for peace. It's begging for peace. And many people, many, many people do not have it. And when they see your life and they see your good works and they see that you are so different that they wonder what on earth could they possibly have or be doing that makes them this way that gives them peace then then you'll have a great great opportunity to say let me tell you about the prince of peace who gives peace to all who ask him guys revelation chapter 2 jesus covers so much ground but we have four main takeaways from this chapter jesus loves a discerning church be a discerning christian And help your church be a discerning church. Jesus loves it when churches learn how to suffer well. How to respond in moments of trial like he responded in his moment of trial. Guys, number three is that Jesus hates when Christians use grace as a license to sin. Don't do it. Don't do it. And that leads in perfectly to number four. Number four, number four, number four, which is this. Jesus wants his people to be set apart. And everything that he is doing in the world comes down to one of two purposes. He is winning souls into his kingdom and he is helping to refine his people so that one day we are fit to enter into his righteous kingdom. 
Four things. Lots and lots and lots of amazing stuff in this chapter. And guys, what do we do now? We keep going. We'll be back at the turn of the calendar. We'll be back at the very beginning of January to jump right back in to our study on the book of Revelation and our 2 for 10 series will resume once again. It's been a pleasure walking with you through Revelation chapters 1 and 2. Two chapters down, 20 to go. It's going to be a blast. Have a great, great holiday season. I'll still be around on all the other series that we're currently doing, but 2 for 10 is taking a little break. We'll be back next year. Until then, my friends, stay blessed, live loved. I'm Blake Barbera signing off. Thank you so much for watching and listening to That You May Know Him. Thank you.